Hi, Chicago West. It's Danielle Kelly and Angela Pryor. We're back with another episode of um, Faith Foundations Digging Deeper. <laughs> Y'all, our <laughs> intros. Let me get there. <laughs> but this past week, if if you have not been able to watch Pastor John's uh, Bible studies on the doctrines and the foundations of our faith, check it out on YouTube, okay? You can see last week's, this last week's um, lesson and this current week. So this current week, he talked about the doctrine of Christ, Christology. Mm-hmm. And we are quickly, we're not going to spend a lot of time on, on the details um, because there were many. He talked about, um, he had this question of who Jesus, oh, who is Jesus to you? Let's just, <laughs> let's answer that right away. So, to me, he's my savior. Uh, he's my Lord. Uh, he's my friend. He's your friend. He's my friend. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Mm-hmm. Saying all those things. Um, deliverer. Yeah. Yeah. He's my deliverer. So he went into the humanity of Christ and how um, we see. I loved his whole talk before I go into that because he talked about how with this doctrinal teaching, Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man and one person and then be so forever. Mm-hmm. So we see how he's fully man by his virgin birth. We see the humanity in him and we read that. Uh, we're not going to read it, but in Luke 1 verse 35, I guess I can because it's right here. It says the Holy Spirit will come upon you meaning Mary and the power of the most high will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And then he went into how a part of Jesus's humanity was that he had human weaknesses and limitations. Mm-hmm. Jesus had a human body yeah. and how in Luke two forty it says, and the child grew and became strong and filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. Then Jesus had a soul and human emotion where in Matthew 26, 38 says, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Uh, he wept over Lazarus, yes. um, death. He was despised in rejection, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Uh, and then he also talked about people near him saw Jesus as only a man. Mm. He was rejected in his hometown. Yes. Oh my gosh, he talked about Isaiah 53b. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. Yeah, he was just sharing that if Jesus was actually in the room with us, none of us, none of us would probably be like, ooh, that guy. Like, you know, we wouldn't, there's nothing in his appearance that would have drawn us to him, to him by what he looked like. You know what, when he talked about that, I was like, uh, chosen <laughs> going out the window <laughs> like i love the chosen but the dude you know he yeah you That's know you, you know what i mean like <laughs> so he um he was sinless yeah. even though he was fully man he was sinless and take some time to look at luke four yeah it goes through jesus being tempted by satan but not giving into it yeah and then uh, he oh this was also fascinating jesus will be a man forever and he talks about after the resurrection how jesus still had the holes from the nails yeah and 
and he ate food, but he also, uh, Stephen, when, when, he was, when he was being stoned, gazed into heaven and saw Jesus as the son of man standing at the right hand of God. And then in John spoke about Jesus in Revelation in Revelation 1, 13 through 17 and described Jesus's appearance. Um, and then he went into why it's necessary for Jesus to be f fully human. And the first thing he said was he, um, for a representative obedience. I love that. Yeah. Do you want to speak about that? Just what he said, Jesus was our representative and obeyed for us where Adam failed. Mm -hmm. Like he was the second Adam. Yes. I uh, talked about that. Man, like it, this, this whole teaching, it really caused me to, to see Jesus more like mm -hmm. fully. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's the plan. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the idea. That's the idea. Girl. Right. And then he said, Jesus is the only human who was fully obedient to God. There, this was also key he, he to be a substitute for sacrifice. Yes. If Jesus had not been a man, he could not have died in our place and paid the penalty that was due to us. Mm -hmm. So he went into um, the wrath of God and the, the price that is uh, required for our sin and only Jesus himself could handle that because he was fully man, but also fully God. Oh, I don't even know if this was on here, but he talked about God is the only one to save us. He's not going to let any other form of salvation come, but from himself. Amen. So he's like, if I got to come in the form of flesh, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So talk about that one. Okay. And then Jesus is our mediator. Mm -hmm. There is one God and there is one mediator between God and men. And man, that's the man, Jesus Christ. And that's first yeah. Timothy two, five, where, you know, we, t we had a whole discussion afterwards where somebody asked about Catholicism, where we don't need to pray to, to Mary or to any other saint. Jesus is the one that gave us access to God. Yes. Yes. Come boldly before the throne. Yes. Place. Yes. So then he went into the deity of Christ and, and explained to us and showed us the Greek word theos that's normally used. Um, for God the Father, it's also used to describe Christ. Wow. And then he talked about how God, uh, Jesus is all powerful, how he calmed the storm. And oh, I love he Hebrews 11, 1, 3 reminds me of Colossians 1. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. Is that supposed to be Colossians? And he holds the universe by the words of his hand, his power. I'm going to put scripture up. Because it sounds like Colossians. But that good. does. Hebrews. And then he's eternal. Where before Abraham, Jesus said, I am. Mm -hmm. And how he's the Alpha and the Omega. Um, he explained the Alpha and Omega. The A and, and the Z. Z. Yes. Yeah. Oh, here's Colossians. Colossians. I guess the scripture in Hebrews was right. Colossians 1 through 15 through 20. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Yes. And then the last thing is authority and worship. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name, on him the name that is above all names, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. To the glory of the God. The Father. <laughs> it's the last scripture reading, y'all. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 11. Okay.
that was the cliff notes version you want to know more go back and listen to the teacher just a quick note when you go back and listen it's under live it's under the when yes. you go on youtube it's under the point uh what is it the the tab that yeah. says live and i'll put a link on in the notes of this too so we're just going to talk about some of the group discussions and again i would highly encourage everybody to come not just for the teaching, but also for the fellowship with the believers, because our group discussions are really rich. Yeah. So we're just going to go through maybe like two or three questions to give you an idea of what the group discussion time is like. Um, Angie, what do you think it would have been like to spend a day with Jesus? Knowing what I know now? <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be humbling. Like, I don't know if I would even say anything. Like, I think that I would just enjoy being in his presence. Yeah. 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 What about you? Honestly, that's exactly what I said yesterday. I said, Jesus was in that culture. Women were not valued mm -hmm. and highly esteemed. So for me to spend a day with him back then, I got emotional. Y'all was crying just thinking about the fact that he would welcome me in because he had women disciples. He had women follow him and he he noticed them. He paid attention to them. He let he let children come into his space. He welcomed everyone. So just like you mentioned, I thought about um, Mary when she washed his uh, feet with her hair. Yeah. I just feel like that's what I would want to do is just let me just sit with you and pour out all, like, whatever is valuable to me, I want to give it to mm -hmm. you, Lord. And and not really have a lot of words. I think right. I would just be, I would want to um, have a hug from him. Yeah. You know, just, I think that's what it would be. For me, it would just be sitting in his security. Yeah. And in his presence. Um, but do you, do you have times where you, imagine oh uh -huh. um like so i do when you said you want to hug from him it's a lot of times when i'm feeling really down and i just imagine myself putting my head in his chest yes like literally just putting my head in his chest and so i just thought about that when you said you i know and we'll get to do it one day which yes. is say crazy um are there specific ways in which you now think of Jesus as being more like you than before um, attending the study last night. Um, so I I thought about my his his humanity, right? Like um, Pastor John talked about how he he knows I don't know what scripture is, but he he knows every temptation. Like he's felt every temptation. Mm -hmm. So he he. What is it? I think it's Hebrews. It's anything, Bruce. I, he he knows that one right Hebrews there. Hebrews four fifteen. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who, in every respect, has been tempted as we has been tempted as we were, yet without sin. I think that one really stuck out to me, even though I've read that over and over again. But just to hear um, Pastor John preach it, this is this is y'all. This is why it's so important to listen to the preach word because faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I have heard that, studied that, been in that, 
But when I heard it last night, it just was, it just hit, hit different. Different. It hit different knowing that every temptation, he knows, he knows how to, it feels like he, he see your struggle. What did, mm -hmm. what did Pastor John say? He know your pain or like he said something that we like, that we say a lot, like a saying, like, I know your struggle. I know what you're going mm -hmm. through. That's really what it's saying. Like, yeah. I know the depths of what you're feeling right now. You're frustrated. You're angry. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, I experienced that. Yes. Oh, what about you? Oh, so I had shared um, in the last Digging Deeper about just, like, the grief of and uh, the position that I'm in. Of uh, When you were in leadership, and particularly when you're pastoring and and um, planting a church if people are called to that like John and I he's the pastor I'm his wife we have to be okay with constantly letting um our the, the, the people in our lives is like a revolving door mm -hmm. people are going to come in and go come in and go and come in and go but God has called us to stay and sometimes people go for great reasons and sometimes they go for not so great reasons so there's a lot of grief in that so when I was listening to the study, same thing where you're like, I heard the scripture. I know the story of Lazarus. Mm -hmm. I, I know that. Of I know, okay, Jesus wept. But yesterday, when Pastor John said, Jesus still allowed himself to grieve, even though he was fully aware he was going to raise Lazarus. Uh, like he still got acquainted with the grief of me. Because I think of the script, if I'm recalling properly, that the scripture talked about when he saw, like, Mary and Martha, like, when he saw yes. the response, it was like, he started to cry. But he still moved forward to heal. Mm. And, like, even even with Isaiah, man of sorrow, equates it with grief. Yes, he knew he was going to go to the cross, but he still moved forward. Yeah. But still grieved. So that really helped me to, to say, it's okay to pause and grieve this and still move forward yeah within a good um heart position yeah and serve like jesus but it's okay for me to take those times out to weep to and lament say, to lament like mm -hmm. i i'm sad about this i miss this person um this is how it's impacted me mm -hmm. just that i didn't feel alone in that no just being like wow yeah even even though even with Lazarus situation, a good thing was coming. So even though <laughs> yes. even though those people come to the door still good good is coming. Um yeah. Wow, that's good. Okay. Um let's let's do two more questions. Okay. Um let's do number five. Jesus Jesus had emotions and expressed them often. Sorrow, tears and grief, which we just talked about. What does, what's, what does that say about God's view of emotions? When are emotions good or bad? And does God desire us to be emotionless? So the first one, what does it say about God's view of emotions? It, I, to me, it says that God's val God values our emotions. Mm -hmm. he, he cares about our emotions, even though some of us were taught that emotions like, like, don't let your emotions lead you, even though we shouldn't, but we should feel them. Like God, like I, 
like if you look at the Psalms, you see that the emotions was okay. Cause David, baby, he 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 said all oh, his emotions. Oh, I love it. And and that is a, a um that's an indicator to us that God wants us to come and express those emotions. Like he values those. Yeah. And he created me. Exactly. He's the creator of them. So that's good. That emotions within themselves, even anger. Yes. Is not be angry, sin not bad. Right. So let's talk about when when do emotions um when are they we we talked about them being good, but when do they become bad? When you see <laughs> when you see when you ang when you angry and sin or when you have like whatever whatever emotion. I, I feel like lust is an emotion. Mm. Talk about that. Right. Like like if you are lusting and you're not going to the Lord, lusting is for sexual lust, food. Whatever. Lust is lust. Desire for being. Yeah. Desire for pleasure. I was about to say, where's my phone? I'm going to look it up. <laughs> we're, we're recording off my phone. <laughs> Desire for, for pleasure that's outside of the will of God. Right? And so you have that desire. Okay, you have that temptation. But it, it becomes bad when you act on it. Mm. Right? And it ain't, it's not just like, oh, it's bad because, oh, I, yeah, you, you sinned against God. You sinned against your body and all that. But you also, you open the door to the enemy. Mm-hmm. You yeah. open the door to, to more struggle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Our old pastor used to say, choose the sin, choose the suffer. Please don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, listen, I, I live by that. Yes, it's true. It's true. true. Someone in my group said uh, something very similar that when our emotions lead us to sin, then then they're in a they're bad. Yeah. Um. I I think that they become bad too when we you said it when we become ruled by them. Yeah. Like when we allow our emotions to inform our decisions and and. And uh, even take that on without inviting God into it. Because that's the thing. He created it to invite us into it. So let's go back to the garden. Darn Satan is like, oh, Eve, she, he casts this doubt. And she gets the lust of the eyes. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, I want this fruit. Um, and whatever emotion was riling up in her, she processed that emotion separate from God. Mm-hmm. She processed it with Satan. Yeah. And then it led to sin. But I just, well, clearly, if she invited God into it, we couldn't be <laughs> right. where we're at. In. But I don't know. I don't even know if any of that makes sense. It's just kind of like, I I personally think that it can go bad when we're not inviting God into it. We're not letting, we're not letting him minister to the emotion. Right. You know? Right. That's when I'm like, okay. Because emotions, they really are an indicator of like what's happening in your heart. And that it what it what it what it really supposed to do, I think we have those emotions that are that we feel like are bad and they just, you know, dangerous or whatever. Those are places or spaces that we should go to God and say, like, what are your what is your um, perspective on this. So we have two, two roads. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the road to life <laughs> or the road to death. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the rages of sin. Right. But, but like, so I think it's, it's really like an indicator to say, I need to, I need to go to the Lord. I, I need to see like what's really happening in my heart and in my life. Yeah. And just knowing, reminding ourselves that we're not wrong for having right. Right. Um, there was someone that we had, we were listening to, um, Dr. Anita Phillips. I went to a conference and she spoke and she was talking about, she has all the like knowledge of the, what do you call it? Biological, like just with the brain yeah. and everything, like the neurological. <laughs> uh, that's the word. That's the word for Ways that God has designed our body and and how emotions, like you said, tell us something and mm -hmm. not making ourselves wrong for feeling the emotion, but like taking it to the Lord and allowing him to reveal what the deeper root is of why you're hazardous. Exactly. And I, I got to put up the scripture, but I was sharing it with my group yesterday that there's a scripture in Psalms that says, David says, pour out your heart, O people to God and trust in him because he's a refuge. Mm -hmm. And I think about that with emotions that a lot of times I wouldn't pour all my heart out to God because once I did, if there were emotions that I didn't even fully understand that would, would start to overflow out. And I didn't do it because I didn't know that God was trustworthy mm -hmm. to bring all those emotions to. So that scripture has helped to, to help me to go, no, I can pour everything out to him having me honest with him and he is a refuge so he's gonna pull me in yeah. and not judge me for those emotions not chastising me for it but he'll minister back to that yeah. word minister like he will minister to the emotions and us to us and remind like so what are some what are some emotions that God has ministered to you like one or two I would say rejection. Okay. So, so insecurity, insecurity, period. But rejection under that um, umbrella is something that I went, when I went, I went through a year of therapy and that's all we talked about was, was that spirit, spirit of rejection. And it wasn't brought out as, as a spirit because I went to a secular counselor, but man, it, it just, she the the tools that she gave me was really tools of renewing my mind. Mm -hmm. So so God really um he really caused me to get into his word and apply the the word to the emotions. Yeah. And and the word really actually renewed my mind and helped me to know that I'm accepted in the beloved. Mm -hmm. Cuz cuz you can know it up here. But until the word of God pierces your heart in it, that's when you change. That's when you like, okay, spirit of rejection, I rebuke you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. um, what about you? I think for me, oftentimes I can struggle with fear. Oh, yeah. And not feeling safe. So when I pour out to God, my fear, and if fear is manifesting in anger, 
or different emo- um yeah because anger is normally a secondary emotion yeah. there's something under under the surface there um i feel like god has ministered to me with the fear with reminding me of who he is and and like saying you are safe you are with me you accept it yeah. but um and that helps to calm my fears. Yeah. It helps to calm the anxiety that can come up. Um, is anxiety an emotion, right? Yeah. Yeah. That anxiousness. Uh, it helps. It helps that. Or yeah. So that's that. Um, let's let's just pray. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. We could pray. God, we just thank you. Uh, just for this. Uh, the doctrine of Christ. Uh, just thank you for reminding us of who you are. Reminding us that you um, you you call you call us to come boldly to your throne of grace, that we may obtain grace and find mercy in a time of need. You call us, and you say you say that you you are acquainted with our grief and our suffering. You you know every temptation that we're going through. You God, you you just. Uh, you know us in every way, and you can, you can, you you felt the the pain, and you felt the grief. You feel the pain, and you feel the grief that we go through, Lord. And so, God, we thank you for those wonderful reminders, Lord God. And I just pray, God, for even the the people that are listening right now, God. I pray that for those that that haven't watched the um, the video of this, that they will go and watch the video of this. And I pray for those that have, Lord, that's that's really coming to watch this digging digging deeper i pray father god that you would uh truly establish these things in our heart god the things that you have reminded us of lord god i pray father god that we will see you as you are lord high and lifted up we will see you as the king of glory we will see you as as a jesus the, you said every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that you are lord that we will see you as Lord over every situation and every circumstances, we will we will know you uh, 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 um, so intimately as our Savior, as our friend, God, as our everything, as our everything, as our as the great I am in our lives, Lord. And so, God, we just give you praise, Lord. We just bless your name for all that you're gonna do in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. Amen. Well, Chicago, what's from wondering? You are loved.